It's 4 o'clock and time for the Calvary Live Show, taking your calls and questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus. The number to call is 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. All right, welcome to Calvary Live with the new Monday edition. We are now live five days a week, Monday through Friday. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar hosting your program for today. And if you have any questions, please feel free to call us today at 303-690-3000. Would love to answer any questions you may have today or any prayer requests that you may have. Would love to pray with you. Also, you can text in your questions to 720-336-0897. And we are broadcasting here on the Front Range, uh, Colorado Springs, Fort Collins, Lakewood, Denver, up to Wyoming. We're also now broadcasting on Hope FM over in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Maryland. So would love for uh, any of you folks uh, on the East Coast to call us in today. That'd be great. We'd love to have you on the program. And uh, of course, here on the Front Range, we'd love to have you as well. So if you're expecting to have the Prophecy Update today, just want to let you know we're switching the format and we're now doing the live call-in show five days a week. And so we'll no longer be hosting the Prophecy Update on Mondays. Uh, if you'd like to get that program, you can still do so at his channel, hischannel.com. You can go on over there and they have uh, the, the weekly prophecy update. You'll actually get it a little bit sooner um, than you would have been getting it with us anyways. And so um, we're going to go ahead and go forward with the program today. And we've got Michael from Denver. Michael, how are you doing today? I'm blessed, Pastor. Pastor Nate, I'm blessed. Awesome. Great to have you on the program. What, what can we do for you? I just want some prayer. I, I'm uh, dealing with a lot of I'm dealing with a lot of stuff right now, Pastor Nate, and I, I've got to go to court a couple of times next week for some traffic were traffic situations that I am responsible for, and my car is acting up and it needs a lot needs some serious repair, and I'm. God is blessing me and what he's doing before me to keep me going. And, but I just, I'm still feeling, uh, I'm still feeling a bit, uh, if you'll excuse the word insecure as I, as I deal with, uh, what God, what, I, what God's, what, 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 what I'm trying to, what I want to do with the Lord and get closer to him and, I'm, I'm coming under. I'm coming under the gun, so to speak. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely makes sense. Um, yeah, would would love to pray for you. And sometimes, you know, you face those those situations in life where it just you feel a little bit overwhelmed, and um, and and things start adding up. Some of them our fault, and some of them not our fault, and it just can feel overwhelming. So I, I would love to pray for you today. Um, let's go ahead and bring it before the Lord. Father, I just thank you for um, Michael, for his uh, desire to honor you with his life, Lord. I, th I, th I thank you for the work that you're doing in his life. And um, just as he's facing some um, potential traffic citations and things that he's got to deal with, Lord, that may be the result of his own doing, but also circumstances that are beyond his control with his vehicle and other things that he's got going on. Uh, Father, we just ask you for uh, great wisdom over him right now. I ask for peace in his heart, Lord, that he just have that peace that passes understanding um, that you've promised in your word, Lord. I pray that he would find rest and hope 
and you in the midst of his circumstances, Lord, and help him just to, to view the circumstances that he's facing right now as being from you, Lord, in a sense that, that you're using those to, to work in his life, Lord, that you're using those to, to shape him more into the image of your son, Jesus. And so I just pray that as he faces the things that are in front of him, that he'd be comforted, that he'd be encouraged and built up, and that he'd accept that just as uh, knowing that you are, you're working in his life, Lord that, you, that you're, you're, you're shaping him and you're molding him. And sometimes those things that you use are painful, but it always results in good, Lord, just as we know from Romans that, that you're working all things together for good. And so I pray for my brother, Michael. I pray that you just lift him up. And uh, I do pray that you give him favor uh, with the courts, Lord, and just ask for your hand upon him. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen. Pastor, can I say a quick prayer for you? Oh, I would love that. That would be great. Thank you. Father, I thank you for Pastor Nate, Pastor Ed, and Pastor Jeff, and all these godly men who come on on, the, on a weekly basis and answer questions and pray for people and stand in faith for people. God bless them in their in their in their in their lives and their with their family and their churches. And I pray God that you would just bless Calvary Live as it goes out over the airwaves all across country now and i uh, thank you name it christ amen awesome thank you so much michael i really appreciate that and uh keep praying for us definitely keep keep your prayers open for us that'd be great we'd really love it and god's really using the program uh here in the front range and now on the east coast as well and so just excited to see what he's going to do in the future so uh thanks and god bless you god bless you all right we'll talk to you later um, just was thinking about Proverbs, and I just I just been loving the Proverbs lately, and thinking about Proverbs chapter 16, it really, uh, even with regard to, to, to Michael's call just now, where it says in Proverbs 16, verse 3, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. Uh, and then you go down into verse 9, it says, a man's heart plans his way. Um, but the Lord directs his steps. And we just, we see this, this wisdom that comes from God, but we also see accepting the things that come into our life from the Lord and, and then realizing that's him working in and through our lives. And so uh, maybe that's a word for you out there today um, in the situation that you're facing before you, whoever you are. And so um, again, you can call us today at 303-690-3000. You can also text at 720-336-0897. My name is Pastor Nate. I'm from Calvary Belmar here in Lakewood, Colorado, on the west side of Denver. Uh, would love to have you come and join us on a Sunday sometime. We've got services at 9 and 1045. Uh, we're right over here in the Belmar area of Lakewood. So looks like we've got uh, Chris on the line. Chris from Denver on line two. Chris, welcome to the program. Hey, how you doing, Pastor Nate? Um, uh, yeah, my, my question, yes, that, uh, that word that you just spoke, that just uh, hit home for me as well. Uh, the my question is on Ezekiel chapter 33. I don't. I'm driving. I don't have my Bible with me, but it's the, a Watchman passage. Yeah. And um, as a, a pastor of a church, and if, uh, and I guess for anyone who's going to go out and um, share the gospel, uh, you know, God has put them in. A, I guess it's sort of a position to be a watchman over their flocks. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, I would just, uh, if you could read it, would, would that uh, apply to, like, uh, f for you as well as being like a pastor of a church to, you know, warn people? 
You mean it just in terms of um, God's call there to, to Ezekiel specifically in Ezekiel 33? Does that apply to pastors? Is that kind of your question? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Could you, uh, would that uh, scripture also apply to someone that uh, he's put words in their mouth to go speak to the people? Yeah, you know, I think, um, I, I think so in a certain sense. When we look at uh, passages like, like Ezekiel 33 and some of the other ones in the Old Testament, obviously there's a direct application for the person that God's referring to. And so we look at God speaking to Ezekiel, and he's saying uh, there when we look in Ezekiel 33, you know, son of man, speak to the children of your people and say to them, when I bring a sword upon the land and the people take the land, it, 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 he's speaking a specific prophecy to Ezekiel to, to share with um, with the people. Um, right. I, I think that the obviously the, the, the correct exegetical interpretation of that section of Scripture would be to look at that as applying specifically to Ezekiel. But I think that that is something that we can take then, and as we look at the way that God interacted with Ezekiel in that section, then apply it to ourselves as well. So I think if the Lord puts a, a word on your heart, if it's as a pastor, if the Lord convicts me of something, I, I do have an obligation to share that. Absolutely. Um, and part right. of my, my conviction as a pastor is, is to be to, able to declare just like Paul the Apostle did, you know, to, to our church one day after I go through the whole Bible, whenever that is, uh, to, to be able to say, you know, I've not shunned to declare to you the whole counsel of God, huh, you know, that's right. And so, so I think in a sense, yeah, it absolutely does. I don't, I don't know if that's exactly what you're getting at or not. But yeah, yeah, you know, because I, I imagine, you know, I um, he's called me into ministry, and uh, he's given me uh, many words and uh, uh, sermons, if you will, and awesome. um, you know, wanting me to to speak to the people the words that he's given me to speak to them, and sometimes they're hard. You know, um, to, you know, because uh, speaking about uh, sin and turning from your wicked ways, uh, and and righteousness, lawlessness, and rebellion, um, you know, addressing those issues in people's life is um, it's not always easy, but I, I imagine that it's necessary. You know, because the Lord wishes that none should perish, that you know all should come to repentance and right and uh, and turn and live. You know, yeah. And so. Um, Anyway, well, thank you. I just want to get your your take on that. Yeah, no, and no, I think that that I think it in a sense it does apply. I think here's what I would say is um, we always, especially if you feel like the Lord's put you in a position of of ministering to other people, which really all of us have that calling to some level as believers and followers of Jesus. Um, right. But if that's something that He's put on your heart specifically, I think that it is important that you that you obey that call that He's put on your heart. I think the key for us as those who are leading people or speaking to people is that we must speak the truth absolutely but right. we have to remember to speak the truth in love as well love. so yes yeah yeah so that's that's the balance it's it's we don't want to we don't want to sugarcoat anything we don't want to pretend that something's not a big deal when it is especially when we're talking about sin um, but we want to speak that the truth in love to make sure that it's received by the person who's hearing it and so um, and that's actually, that's in Ephesians chapter 4, and you know, you see the, the different actual callings that God has for leaders in the church in Ephesians 4 as well. Um, pastors and teachers and prophets and uh, evangelists, and you know, um, there are definitely people who are called to that, that exhortation type of ministry where, where God gives you um, the, the ministry of calling people out, which may not be the, the, the most fun of the group, you know, but... Right, yes, yes. 
Yeah. So, um, yeah, so I'd say absolutely. If there's something that the Lord's put on your heart that to, to share with somebody, uh, specifically if we're dealing with our brothers and sisters in sin, man, we really want to, we don't want to leave them in that spot because it's, it's actually not loving to allow them to continue in something that's hurtful yeah. for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thank you so much. Um, may, may the Lord bless you and your ministry. And, and, uh, yeah, well, uh, that gentleman had called before, continue to pray for uh, the show. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Chris. Really appreciate yeah. it. And thanks for your question today. Hey, God bless you. Bye-bye. God bless you. All right. We are here again on Calvary Live, the Monday edition, the new Monday edition. Uh, if you are expecting the prophecy update today, just uh, want to let you know we're, we're no longer hosting the prophecy update on Monday afternoons. We're now doing Calvary Live five days a week. And so if you're looking for the prophecy update, you can still get it at hischannel.com. That's his, H-I-S, channel.com. And um, you'll actually get it a little bit sooner than you would have gotten by listening to the Monday edition of the Prophecy Update here on Grace FM. But we're now switching to this five-day-a-week format, uh, and I think it's going to be a real blessing. My name is Pastor Nate Morris, and I'm going to be hosting Mondays for you. And um, I am the pastor at Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado. And we're on the west side of Denver. And so if you live in West Denver or Lakewood, Golden, Arvada, anywhere kind of in that area, we'd love to have you come join us for service sometime 9 and 1045 on Sunday mornings at Calvary Belmar. You can visit our website at calvarybelmar.org. So I'm going to take a quick look and see if we have any texts that have come in. All right, let's see. Here we go. All right, so there's a couple questions that have come in. And um, I, I'm going to go ahead and dig right into these. One of these people have asked, uh, how does God judge those who take their own life? And what is your opinion about what happened to the 9-11 jumpers when death was imminent? Okay, so this is a, this is a complicated question. Um, we know, as the scripture says, that there is only one sin that is unforgivable, that sin being the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And uh, really what that means is that, that that is a full and final um, denying the work of God, uh, really attributing the work of God to the devil when you look in the context there. And so um, th that's the one unforgivable sin, and that is the sin that every unbeliever that never comes to Christ has committed. And so the question becomes, how does God judge those who take their own life? And really, um, this is something that... that you and I can't look at and say, and this is, this is the answer right here, right in this way. But God doesn't look at certain sins as unforgivable versus other ones. It, it's the, the one unforgivable sin is blasphemy of the Holy Spirit. And so um, what leads a person to take their own life um, is when, when they get to that point, uh, whether they were a believer or not, I, I can't speak to that. And that's why this is, a, this is one of those subjects when someone says, well, if someone commits suicide, do they go to heaven or do they go to hell? I'm not going to comfortably answer that question because um, I don't know the state of that person. It's, it's their relationship with the Lord. And so um, here, here's what I would say. This question comes up a lot. I have this question come up with me uh, at church often. And my first, first, first thing I always want to say is if you're feeling with, uh, you're dealing with thoughts of suicide, um, don't do it. Don't do it. It's not worth it. It's, it's going to hurt the people that are in your life tremendously. If that's you, don't do it. Call, uh, get some help. Um, call in to Calvary Aurora. Call in to my church. Call a friend. Call someone. 
but do not do it. Um, as to whether that person is going to be saved or not if they've committed suicide, that's a question I'm really not comfortable answering without knowing specifically who that person was and what they were going through in their situation because it, it really boils down to whether they were saved or not saved. And so that, that's not a question you can answer across the board in that sense. And so um, what is my opinion about those who happened, what happened to the 9-11 jumpers? Again, that's kind of speculation. Um, I, it depends on whether they believed in Jesus or not. Ultimately, if they believed in Jesus and they had a relationship with the Lord, uh, those people are in heaven, you know, and, and, and ultimately, you know, if they didn't, then they're not. And so I'm going to take a quick look here, see what other questions we had come in. Uh, just wanted to see if world news briefing will be coming on today, uh, from west side of town today. Uh, yep, that is actually not happening on Mondays anymore. So just wanted to let you know we are now hosting Calvary Live five days a week, including Mondays. Uh, the, the world news briefing, you can receive that on hischannel.com, H-I-S channel.com. Um, and you'll actually get it a little bit sooner than you would have gotten it uh, by tuning in on Monday afternoon. So I want to open the lines up again. Um, feel free to call in with your questions or your prayer requests uh, at 303-690-3000. You can also text at 720-336-0897. And so we would love to, to, to pray with you, would love to um, answer any questions about the, the Bible that you might have or anything like that um, as you call in today. So again, as I was uh, sharing earlier, really the Proverbs have been on my heart a lot recently. I love the Proverbs, such great wisdom there. And uh, Proverbs chapter 16 specifically, and I shared earlier, Proverbs 16 verse 3 says, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. And just looking at what does that actually look like? What does it mean to commit your works to the Lord? Is that me saying, oh, you know, I'm going to go and uh, I feel like this, I'm going to do this thing and then I'm going to just commit to the Lord and God will establish that. That's not actually what it means. It's really committing your works to the Lord, committing to what the Lord is doing. See, if you're focusing in on the Lord and on what he's doing, he will establish your thoughts and bring those things to pass. Uh, it goes on very similarly in verse 9, And a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And uh, thinking about this, this verse, we can face um, situations in our life where we say, man, this is my plan. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I have my five-year plan lined out. And, um, and that's okay. It's not bad to have plans. It's a good thing to plan because if you're not, uh, a failure to plan is plan planning to fail. Ultimately, you need to be making plans, but your plans need to be submitted to the Lord. Your plans need to be submitted to what the Lord is doing. And so a man's heart plans his way, but the Lord directs his steps. And ultimately, I think what this is saying is that as you go through and as you are seeking to fulfill those plans, God's going to turn you 180 degrees at times. He's going to turn you to the right. He's going to turn you to the left. And you need to be willing to go where he's leading. And so um, there's an old proverb that Pastor Chuck Smith used to always say. I don't know if he's the one that came up with it, but it comes back to, Blessed are the flexible, for they shall not be broken. Blessed are the flexible, they shall not be broken. And so as things come into your life from the Lord, you receive them and you bend and you allow him to, to, to redirect uh, if you're hitting roadblocks and things, and, and uh, you'll see great blessing through that. All right, looks like we have uh, Mike from line one, Mike from Boulder, uh, with a comment on an earlier call. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm doing good, thank you. 
my comment would be on uh, suicide. Yeah. So I, I would differ from your position stated. And scripture is not bashful about the, the, the topic. Mm-hmm. Matter, of fact, the, matter of fact, the proverb says, when you sit down to a table with a ruler and you're given to an appetite of adultery, put a knife to your throat. All right? Scripture also indicates that Saul, uh, Saul, King Saul, laid himself on his own sword in order to not go through the torch of the enemy. And and differing from your position, it, it's it's not a faith in, in Jesus Christ that saves us. Scripture says that in this day, if we put all our only hope in Christ, we are we are most to be uh, we don't uh, I forget I forget the word scripture uses, but I think you're I think you're referring to where it says if in this life only we have hope that we are to be most pitied. Is that what you're referring to? Thank you for that. So what I'm getting at, and, and, and I mean do, no disrespect, and I, I, I only want to answer the question on the table, and, I, and, I'm, willing, and I'm willing to voice for, for Scripture. Scripture's not bashful on the subject. It's not a relationship with Jesus Christ. It is, a, it is a living baptism in the Word of God that saves us. And, and if we're confronted with with a position where we're to put a knife to our throat or to continue in what we're confronted in, Scripture is not bashful on that. It says, "Put a knife to your throat." Yeah. I, so I think you're, I think you're taking that that specific scripture and kind of um, and putting a whole doctrine of of thought around and ideas regarding that specific scripture. And really, you mentioned Saul. Saul was in committing sin by falling on his sword in that instance. And we see that uh, th- there's actually six specific people that we see in the Bible that committed suicide. One was Abimelech, one was Saul, one was Saul's armor bearer, there was Ahithophel, Zimri, and Judas. And these five men, five of these six men were noted for their wickedness. Uh, the exception was Saul's armor bearer. Nothing was said about him, but the other guys were all said to be wicked and sinful men. And so um, I, don't, I don't see we want, see one godly example of anyone committing suicide in the Bible. And so I, I think that that's, it's a bit of a stretch to say that. So I guess back to my point earlier, I don't believe that suicide is the unforgivable sin. Um, so, so in that sense, am I going to say that someone commits suicide as a believer or not? That's not for me to speak, but is it the unforgivable sin? No. Is it a horrible, horrendous, horrific sin that ruins people's lives around you? Absolutely, and it should not be done. Um, and then kind of to your second uh, statement that you made there, you said that, that, that it's not a relationship with Jesus Christ that saves you. Um, I, I, I'd beg to differ with that, and I don't know if we're just talking semantics here, but um, really it, it says in Ephesians 2, Verse 8 through 9, for you have been saved by grace through faith, and that not of yourselves is a gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. I mean, I think that's super clear um, that we are saved by our faith in, in Jesus Christ. Um, and so I, 
is that something that you're is, is that semantics that we're getting at there or are you thinking something different well um yeah, I, I would be willing to side with you on semantics but i would be more pressed to perhaps point out the issue that there's a there's a misunderstanding of the word grace that's being thrown around in the christian culture today that's allowing us a whole lot of liberty where we shouldn't be if we're saved by grace, and Scripture also says that if we abide in the Word, that we will live in the Word. If we abide in the law, we will live in the law. Grace, then grace takes on a whole new meaning that the Christian culture today ignores. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I think, I think, um, I, I think maybe what you're referring to is there's kind of there's a doctrine of what's called hyper grace that's kind of. Um, popular that's spreading around a little bit that really kind of says you can uh, believe in Jesus and then do whatever you want to do. It doesn't matter. Uh, and in that sense, I'd agree with you that it, that your your faith is evidenced by your works. Uh, we see that in James, that that you, your faith in God is actually evidenced by the way that you live your life. So, so absolutely, the way that you live is important, but it's not the way that you live that saves you. That is a result of the grace of God in your life as you've been saved by faith. Uh, and so it, it's faith in Jesus, it's faith in what he's done that enables us to receive that grace. And that's not, that's not of ourselves. The grace is not of ourselves. It's what comes after that, the works, is an evidence of that grace. And so um, I think that, you know, that may be a semantic thing that you're dealing with there that just kind of not being able to get past. But really, ultimately, that it boils down to how, does, how are we actually saved? It's by the grace of God. And if it weren't for the grace of God, then nobody could be saved. Is that you would agree with that? No, I, and I apologize, but no, I don't. I, I, I'm not. I'm not tripped up on a semantic. All right. Um, if we're saved by grace through faith, then we need to understand the interpretation of grace and faith according mm-hmm. to Scripture. Okay. And, well, let's let's look at that so, grace. The word I'll grace. Speak, let's, so I, I, I'm not looking to argue with you here, but I think you, you said we need to understand the words. I, I mean, I can, I have a, I have a, a dictionary right here. I can look them up. Grace is the word charis, C-H-A-R-I-S. It means unmerited favor. It means something that we didn't earn. It's something that came from God. Faith is our faith expressed in God. It's something that we believe. It's belief is what it is. And so if we want to look at, if we want to look at, what those mean, that's what it means. Grace is unmerited favor that's given to us by God. Uh, and so, so ultimately, we are saved by grace through faith. It's not of ourselves. Yes, works absolutely must accompany that. And so um, it's really important that, 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 that we are accompanying our faith with works. It shows that we belong to him. But we're not saved by works. We're not saved by uh, a certain lifestyle, we're saved by the grace of God. And if it weren't for the grace of God, I can promise you I would not be saved. Um, and, and nobody here listening would be as well. So thank you for your, your call, Mike. Um, we're going to go ahead and take a quick look here at some text messages. All right. Uh, someone called in asking for prayer for a five-year-old boy that was hit by a car just over a year ago. He has a traumatic brain injury and hasn't been healing well. Uh, his name is Preston, and his mother is Jenna. Let's let's go ahead and lift him up to the Lord. Father, we just thank you. Um, thank you for your grace, Lord, that it is by grace we are saved through faith. And yes, it's not by our works, Lord, that works should accompany, but it's not by our works that we're saved, Lord. 
And we want to lift up Preston and his mother right now. We just ask for your favor over them, that you would bring healing in his life, healing to his brain, uh, and that he would be restored completely, Lord. Uh, what a tragic thing that he was hit by a car. And so we ask you for your favor over, over Preston, Lord, and over his mother, Jenna, and that you would just um, bring restoration for them and healing, and uh, that it would be miraculous, Lord. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, we're coming up on the break here in just a minute. And so I just want to remind you, you're listening to Calvary Live on Grace FM, also on Hope FM in New Jersey and Pennsylvania and Maryland. Please call in at 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar, hosting Calvary Live today on the Monday edition. We'll join you back after the break. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Call us with your questions about life, the Bible, and living in Jesus right now at 303-690-3000. Welcome back to Calvary Live. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar hosting the Monday edition of Calvary Live. Would love to pray with you, answer any questions that you may have. Feel free to call us today at 303-690-3000. You can also text 720-336-0897. If you're just tuning in today, you may be expecting the the World News Briefing, the Prophecy Update today. We're no longer hosting that on Mondays. We're now doing Calvary Live five days a week. And so uh, if you'd like to get that, the World uh, Daily News Briefing, you can get that on hischannel.com. That's hischannel.com. And you can actually view lots of other videos. There's lots of great content on that website. Uh, Highly encourage you to go visit that. We're here on the front range of Colorado, Colorado Springs, Fort Collins, Lakewood, Denver, as well as into Wyoming. Also on Hope FM in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and Maryland. Would love to take your calls, love to answer any questions that you may have. Uh, I'm looking at Larry from Northern Colorado on line three. Uh, Larry, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. How are you? Doing very well. Thank you. So I had a comment about the last caller. I just wanted to encourage him that uh, our salvation is a gift of God, not of works, but any man should boast. So if he's thinking that we have to live out the word, uh, live, live the word through our lives as a commandment, then I would probably want to argue with him or disagree with him that. Mm-hmm. It is a gift of God, and once we've received that gift, then yes, it is our duty and our privilege to live that out in our life Absolutely. through our service to and show that through our work in service to Him. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I agree with you 100%. Um, and you're referencing Ephesians uh, 2, 8, and 9. That was the verse I even shared just then. For by grace you've been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God not of works, lest anyone should boast. And so um, just for anybody that's out there that's feeling that, that like, like you don't know if you're saved, you don't know if you belong to the Lord, um, and it's by grace you have been saved through faith. So you put your faith, your trust in Jesus, and that's what saves you. His grace saves you there. And then, then we get the privilege, as you're saying, Larry, of living it out, of, of 
honoring the Lord with that, of showing our salvation by our works. So, yeah, thank you for that, Larry. Uh, it looks like you had a question as well. I did not. I think the one other uh, point in the Bible that exemplifies that it is not by our own works, by our lives, that Paul had more reason than anybody to boast in his salvation before he was saved. And that Absolutely. He was, all of the, the things that he listed in, in his letters, that he was the ultimate uh, religious Jew, that that was religion, and it was nothing but filthy rags to to the Lord, and only through accepting him and, and having Christ show him how to live his life and live through Christ. But right. Look how he, he was able to yeah. express his love back to Absolutely. Yeah, and those. And, and for anybody that's listening that would like to know what, what he's talking about there, you can see that in Philippians chapter 3 or in uh, 2 Corinthians chapter 11 as well. It talks about Paul having confidence in his own flesh uh, and then ultimately realizing that it's rubbish uh, compared to the grace of God. So, um, yeah, thank you for that. That's a, that's a great, great comment on there. Uh, anything else, Larry? Uh, no, I just wanted to wish you well and... Thank you for having a five-day format. I appreciate the call in five days a week. Awesome. Thank you for calling in, Larry. Give us a call anytime you got a question or a prayer request. We'd love to hear from you again. All right. Um, so we are taking calls live here on the air. You can call us at 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. Uh, super blessed to have Hope FM listeners on the East Coast listening in with us. Would love to have you call us today. I'm going to look to line one with Debbie from Denver has a question. Debbie, how can we help you? Hey, it's Jesse, actually. Oh, Jesse. All right. <laughs> um, I was just wondering, in Philippians 2.12, it talks about working out your own faith in fear and trembling before the Lord. Okay. What exactly does that mean? Yeah. I love this section of Scripture. Philippians 2.12 and 13 are some of my favorite um, verses, and they, they go together. So you really have to, to take verse 13 with verse 12 when you're looking at that. And so... Mm -hmm. Verse 12, um, I'll just read it for us all to hear. It says in Philippians 2, verse 12, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, but now much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. So work out your salvation with fear and trembling, which is kind of a scary thing when you hear that. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. that, that's, what does that mean? Work out my salvation with fear and trembling. So I need to work for my salvation, or it says work out my salvation. What does that look like? Well, to really understand the context, you have to take it in with verse 13 as well, where he says, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. And so there's two sides, it's like two sides of a coin kind of when we look at this, this equation here, that we work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Really, that, that means that we're working out what God has worked into us so it, it almost, for our, our limited understanding, it almost could be better to start with verse 13. I'm not saying that it should start with verse 13. This is how the Lord laid it out. But verse 13 says, it is God who works in you both to will and to do. So God works our salvation into us. Then he gives us the will and the ability to do what he's called us to do. And then we work out that 
salvation with fear and trembling. And so we essentially work out what God has worked into us. Does that make sense? Yeah. Absolutely. Is this Jesse Kaufman? Yes, it is. Oh, okay. It sounded like your voice. Okay. <laughs> Good to hear from you, Jesse. <laughs> right. Thanks. Good to hear from you. Thanks for answering my question. <laughs> sure. All right. Does that answer your question? Yeah, that definitely helped. Thank you. Sure. Absolutely. Thanks for calling in. Yeah, for sure. All right. All right. Bye. All right. Uh, you can call us at 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. would love to hear from you with your questions. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar. And um, we have services in the Lakewood area on Sunday mornings at 9 and 1045 a.m. would love to have you join us sometime. We're now hosting um, Calvary Live five days a week here on Grace FM and on Hope FM as well. And so super excited about that and the things that the Lord's going to do through this show uh, in the coming year. So I'm going to go to Nathan on line two. Nathan from Westminster. How are you doing, Nathan? I'm doing good. How are you, Pastor Nate? <laughs> I'm doing great. Thank you. Hey, sorry, I don't know if I'm beating a dead horse here, but I wanted to kind of go back to the topic a couple questions ago. Um, and actually didn't catch the beginning of it, but I just heard references to uh, people who kind of jumped from the towers on 9-11. Um, you know, it's like, and it was mentioned with suicide, and then it kind of started that whole topic of suicide. Um, yeah. But I wanted to kind of offer, just kind of offer, a, or suggest a, an idea from kind of more of a behavioral neuroscience background um, that, you know, like, I just kind of got a little bit upset about the comments that were referenced directly to those individuals, um, just because from, a, like, that, that background or my more sciencey background. Um, looking at that behavior, you know, I just want people to kind of understand that, you know, a person in that situation is, you know, hundreds, if not thousands of feet off the ground um, facing, uh, you know, on one side of them is a is a flame of, you know, thousands degrees jet engine burning. Uh, and, you know, we automatically think, wow, these people might have jumped with suicide in mind, not considering the fact that uh, of their situation, you know, um, that they're looking at death either way, and and probably many of those people jumped with hopes of survival, <laughs> you know, and and not that. So I just kind of wanted to separate those people from that whole uh, yeah. suicide, you know, you know, like what does scripture say about this? What about their salvation? And just kind of look at it like maybe more in depth of what what are those people facing? Were they looking at you know? Did they go to work that day thinking, hey, I'm gonna hey, right. why don't I jump out of the building and commit suicide? So just kind of want to offer that. Um, yeah, and for, I think some of those people probably weren't even thinking about suicide. They were thinking about that they were, they were burning. They were burning. No, I would, know? yeah, I mean, like, you're looking at a lesser of two evils in that situation and yeah. thinking, you know, man, if I, you know, do I have a better chance of survival if I jump out of this building rather than being burned alive at this flame to my mm -hmm. left that's, thousands of degrees so i just i just wanted people to kind of separate that and not cast judgment yeah. on on those right. individuals uh without right. considering their situations no absolutely yeah thank you for your call nathan i i appreciate that i i agree with you i think that's one of those hypothetical it's not hypothetical because it happened but it's one of those types of hypothetical questions well if you're forced is it okay some of those things and really what it boils down to is um in that situation that's just a horrible tragic situation that that most people aren't yeah. going to face. You know what I mean? And so exactly. And again, I'm coming from you know years of research in behavioral neuroscience. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, from the University of Colorado Denver, and I just 
can't imagine a situation, you know, where that where that person is actually literally thinking, "Wow, I'm jumping out of this window um, to commit suicide." So just as long as we can separate those people and not cast uh, right. judgment on their decisions, uh, you know, it's different if it's a premeditated. Uh, you know, probably different. I don't know. <laughs> right. But, uh, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of clear those individuals and kind of shake the dust off of uh, perhaps their situation. So. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, and um, and and I think you're you're right in that in that sense. I think, um, and the question just just to to re-answer that question specifically for those people, the the question was what happened to the people who jumped on 9/11? Um, how did right. God judge them? The reality comes down to whether they were believers or not. It has nothing to do with the fact that they jumped from a building. Um, to escape a fire. That's all hypothetical stuff. Whether they were received by the Lord had to do with whether they had placed their trust in Jesus. And that's really how how it would boil all of it down. So um, I appreciate your call. Thank you for... That's kind of where I turned on the radio and came into conversation. So I kind of didn't know what was prior to that. I just wanted that. Right. Yeah, Yeah, no, I I appreciate that. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, um, and I think that's that's one of those things where sometimes we can get so lost in the hypotheticals that we lose sight of the the reality of situations. And in that situation, that's something that none of us can imagine. So. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, beyond imagination. <laughs> right. Sure. Yeah. So, well, thank you so much cool. for thank your you call. Pastor. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. God bless you. Have a good day, and uh, give us a call back again sometime. You. All right. So uh, just just again on the topic of suicide, if there's anybody out there that is struggling with thoughts of suicide, I, I just want to encourage you to make a phone call. Pick up the phone, call a friend, call a relative, call the police department, call somebody, um, because that's it, not a path that you want to go down. It's not somewhere that you want to go. We know that suicide is a sin. Um, is it the unforgivable sin? No, that's the blasphemy of the Holy Spirit, but it is a sin. You don't want to do it. And so if that's you, um, please, please pick up the phone and call somebody. Call me if that's, if that's what you'd like to do. So, um, we're going to take, we got a, a few calls on the line here. So just again, want to remind you, you can call us at 303-690-3000 or text 720-336-0897. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood hosting Calvary Live today. And so I want to pick up with Charles from Littleton. Charles, how are you doing? Charles, are you with us? Charles, all right. Looks like Charles hung up there. All right. I've got uh, Nancy from Denver on line one. Nancy, how are you? Hi, can you hear me? Yes, I can. Okay, good. Hi, uh... Uh, I, I had to. I had a question about the rapture, and then I also have a, a prayer request. Okay, sure. Um, Go for it. So the question I have on the rapture, and I've been I've been thinking about this on and off for for a while now. But to, I mean, being that I mean, I know that the Lord knows that you know He we are ready to go up, and He's waiting for you know extra souls to come to Him. I, I, I'm just wondering, do you think possibly the death of our own body is the rapture in itself? Because for him to be, I, I mean, I know I'm supposed to love and trust the Lord, but the Lord, you know, it's been like over 2,000 years now, and it's, I know he said, well, he'll be back soon, and he'll, you know, to basically anticipate it, but it's been, you know, like we've seen our loved ones come and go, come and go, believers come and go, come and go, and it's now to the point that, hey, um, God, Father, <laughs> I love you and all, but like, what's going on? <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, yeah. Um, I'm ready, but like um, the more and more I'm trying, I'm I'm struggling with my faith there. I mean, the world is just, just 
not rivet sometimes. And it's not suicidal thought. It's more of a, I'm just tired. My soul is tired of fighting. I am, I am a survivor. I am a soldier of life. But honestly, I, I'm just tired of the up and down. Yeah. You know, and you know, suffer, you know? Yeah. And I think that, that so many, <clears throat> so many of us believers are with you in that. You know, we're all we're tired of this world. In fact, uh, it says in the scripture that 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 we gr- our bodies groan. We groan being here. We just we want to be clothed with our heavenly habitation, as the scripture says. We want to be home. Ultimately, our, our spirits want to be home with the Lord. And so, while we're here waiting for that, it, are, we inwardly are groaning, as Paul the Apostle said. And so, that that's something that really I believe every believer experiences to some point. Um, but just, just to get to your question, you were talking about the rapture, and you kind of had asked if the rapture might be us dying and going home to be with the Lord in that sense. And um, just for a little bit of clarity on that, um, no, I, I don't believe that's, that is what the rapture is when we look at the rapture. And um, there's, there's confusion about the, this idea of the rapture because um, people have different views on it. But we get the idea here in 1 Thessalonians 4, verse 17. It's speaking about um, the rapture there. And we see um, Paul the Apostle is is giving some instruction to these believers that were worried about people dying before them and like, well, what's going to happen to them and uh, what's going to happen to us when we die and some of these things. And so um, Paul said in 1 Thessalonians 4.17, he said, Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up. And that caught up is where we get our word rapture. Rapture is from raptus, it's Latin. And so, then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. And so the, the moment that you die, if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, you're going to be with the Lord. Absolutely. Um, and in a sense, it will be a, a, a type of rapture in a sense, because you're going to be home with the Lord. You're going to be caught to him. But the reality is, is that those who are alive and remain when Christ comes for his church will be caught up physically um, together to be with the Lord, and we're going to meet him in the air, and we'll always be with the Lord. And he says there in verse 1 Thessalonians 4, 18, therefore comfort one another with these words. And so um, the idea behind the rapture is it's something that should be comforting for us because it means Jesus is coming back. And I, I understand kind of what you were getting at. You said that, man, it seems like loved ones come and go, and people come and go, and it's been, it's been a long time. And um, even Peter actually... Um, Peter actually said something about that in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 4. He said, you know, they're going to they're gonna say, well, where is this coming that he promised? Ever since our ancestors died, everything goes on as it has since the beginning of creation. Um, so it's kind of that idea. Then it says he's not slack or he's not slow as some people count, count slackness. It's just that he wants none to perish. He wants all to come to repentance. And so really the, the Lord's waiting for this rapture is, is his holding um, holding back so that more people can come to him. That's really what it is, ultimately. Um, and as we see from Paul the Apostle, there's going to be a full number of the Gentiles that come in. Uh, I believe it's in Romans 11. We see this, that once the full number of the Gentiles has come in, then it's going to be done. And it'll, and it'll, a lot of these things that we see will start happening. And so, um, well, I don't I, um, I understand that part. I guess what I don't understand is if God knows you before and he knows you after, I mean, what is the point? It feels like it's just a big game at the end of it all. It's like, if you know before and after, Father, why are you letting me go through it in slow motion? 
if he knows bef- why is he letting you go through through the remainder of life you mean or right why don't you take me with you if you already know i'm gonna choose you yeah well for one reason he probably he has work for you to do while you're here i believe you know that um he's got a purpose for you here on this planet uh to further his kingdom and his glory and ultimately it, i think it ties back into um the fact that uh as it says there in, in peter that he he doesn't want anyone to perish he wants all to come to repentance and so you're a part of that plan uh, even if it's not you leading someone directly to the Lord, God is using you and your influences and your your sphere of influence to to push people towards Jesus. And so um, we don't understand the, the ins and outs of his plans, but he's always working in and through us. And he's also preparing you. Um, he's molding you into the image of Jesus Christ. As it says, you're predestined to be conformed to the image of his son. And so the the struggles in life that we go through are part of that process. Uh, he uses those things. It's kind of like, I picture like, you ever um, watch somebody sculpt, uh, make a sculpture out of rock? You ever witnessed that? Right. I, it's just like the potter's touch. I, I, I understand that analogy. You yeah. know, trying to make it his, perfect in his eyes. Right. Um, yeah, so, and I'm sorry, I guess I'm just trying to find peace in, in between all this. I know he's right, you know, but I have to believe in him because if I don't, then I have nothing to believe in. I need something to believe in. You know, I have a lot been taken away and I'm not given back and then taken away and this roller coaster of life is absolutely just intense. Yeah, yeah. And we, we go through intense times. I mean, I, I have some friends that are going through some incredible, painful situations right now and just thinking about, and when you're faced with that, it's hard to just have a theological answer to it you know and sometimes it it doesn't it doesn't feel satisfactory but that's where we need to rest is just knowing the character of god knowing that he's good that he loves you and that ultimately he's going to work everything together for good so um but in the meantime it's hard you know that's why paul said we groan we're we're, we're groaning we just want we want to be home with the lord ultimately so Okay, so I guess my, my prayer is, I mean, based on, I mean, I know that it's also um, a sense to worry and a sense to, you know, Oh, hello, Nancy, you there? Oh, I think I lost Nancy. Um, l- let's go ahead and pray. Um, I-, I heard you mention worry there. Um, so I, I'm gonna I'm gonna just pray for that for you, Nancy, and um, we'll we'll bring it before the Lord. So Lord, I just lift up Nancy to you, just as uh, it, it sounds like she's dealing with worry and stress and anxiety, and maybe just um, struggling with um, struggling with with the situations that she's going through in life, Lord, and looking at the future and different things. And so I just pray for peace for her. I pray that you would just comfort her, Lord. I pray that you would um, just wrap your arms around her and show her the, the, the depths of your love for her, Lord, even in the midst of the trial and the hardships, that she would um, that she would just feel your comfort, Lord, that she would feel your peace, that your Holy Spirit, the Comforter, would come and just, just bring that, that peace that passes understanding in her heart, Lord. And I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Nancy, is that Hi. you? Are you back? I came back, yeah. My, my, I'm sorry. I... Thank you so much for the prayer. I, mean, I guess a double whammy of a prayer wouldn't work, wouldn't hurt either. But it has to do with my, my job. I am a single mother who came up here on a mission to, to get my other daughter that was kidnapped um, from me. And now that I'm here, I have a 
a two-year-old, so I have two, and I'm on my own. Basically, I've been with the job for a year now. They've been playing with my with the raise. They gave they gave it to me, took it away, gave it to me, and now they're they just posted my job up on our website. So I'm just kind of wondering. I am I need I need to survive. I don't want to go down more. I'm tired of the roller coaster. I've just got to this victory. I can't have it taken away again. I, yeah. Absolutely. Let's let's pray again, Nancy. Let's bring it before the Lord now that we got a little bit more information. Let's just bring it before the Lord together, and we're going to trust him just to work powerfully in your situation, okay? Okay. All right. Lord, I just lift up Nancy to you, and just as it sounds like she's, she's dealing with some difficulty at work, I just pray that you would just show her great favor there. Lord, I pray that you would um, give her favor with her employers. I pray that you would show her your provision, Lord, that you would show her your power in this situation. I pray that you would bring her that comfort, that peace. Uh, I pray that you'd provide for her and her family. And I pray that she'd be able to rest in you, Lord, that the, that the worry about the financial provision and the different things, that she'd be able to rest in you uh, rather than, than having to, to stress about those things, Lord. And so um, we lift up this situation at her work and ask you for favor for her, ask you that for um, just an incredible blessing upon her in that, Lord. And we just, uh, we trust you with it and we put it in your hands. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 All right. Well, thanks, Nancy. Thanks for calling in. And um, please give us a call back sometime. We'd love to pray for you or talk with you again. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Bye. All right. This is Pastor Nate Morris from Calvary Belmar in Lakewood, Colorado, uh, hosting Calvary Live today with the new Monday edition of Calvary Live. Would love to take your calls, your questions. We've probably got time for one more caller today. And um, we'd love to invite you to join us for our services over at Calvary Belmar on Sundays at 9 and 1045 in Lakewood. So if you're in the Lakewood area, the Golden area, Wheat Ridge, Littleton, uh, we'd love to have you join us. So um, I'm going to take a quick look at our text questions. And let's see here. I've got a couple that come in. So uh, someone just on the topic of our, our grace question that we've been dealing with earlier, someone texted in, in response to the grace, grace question, what if there isn't any fruit of the Spirit in a believer's life? You say that works is a response to believing, but what if someone is only going to church and that's it? Are they truly a believer? This is a great question, and this really does contribute to the conversation we've been having on grace and salvation today. Um, so here's the thing. The requirement for salvation is faith. We have to believe in Jesus Christ. As we've been reading Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, not, not of yourself. It's the gift of God, lest anyone should boast. It's not of works. And so um, when we look at that, we are saved by grace through faith. But a true believer will start to exhibit signs of that faith. And so the fruit of the Spirit uh, should be showing in a believer's life. On some level, you should see growth towards the Lord. You should see some of those things. But here's what I would say. Um, it's not the believer's job to be what I call a renegade fruit inspector. Okay, It's not your job to go around inspecting other people's fruit. It's your job to tend to your own fruit. And so, um, yes, there are people that sit in search every Sunday that don't have a relationship with the Lord. They've not placed their faith, their trust in Jesus. There are. Probably in most of our churches, there are people who are not saved, and that's a sad thing. 
But the reality is that salvation isn't by works. Works follow salvation. And so it should be something that is evidenced in our life. And so if we've been forgiven, we've been adopted into God's family, we've been born again, works will follow. And so if you're not seeing works, then that, I mean, that's evidence that maybe that person isn't a believer. But here's the thing. It's not your job to go around pointing fingers and determining who's a believer and who's not. Um, our job as believers is to follow the Lord and to encourage others towards the Lord. And so uh, just encourage you in that, that don't be a renegade fruit inspector. Uh, if you don't see fruit in someone's life, it's, a, it's okay to encourage them, to exhort them and say, hey, hey, why don't you come to this Bible study with me? Let's learn about the Lord together. Or why don't you come serve with me down at the Denver Rescue Mission? Let's go look at what it, what it looks like to serve the Lord together and maybe spur them on, spur them on in love and, and good works as we see. And, and so um, that's a great question. It really adds to that conversation. I'm going to take a quick look. I might have time for one more here. Okay, someone else had just on the same topic, Grace, John 6, 29. This is the work of God that you believe on him whom he hath sent. Um, God does the work of the saints. Faith without works is dead. Yeah, so faith, absolutely. The work of God is to believe on him who you have sent. Um, faith without works is dead. Thank you for that for throwing that in there. Absolutely. So faith without works is dead. Um, that kind of ties into what we were just sharing just a second ago. And the work of God is to believe on him whom he hath sent. So grace is what saves us. That comes through faith in Jesus Christ who gave himself for our sins. This is Calvary Live. Thank you for joining us on the program today. Excited for this new Monday edition. We'll be here every Monday, every day this week as well. Four o'clock. Would love to have you join us. This is Pastor Nate from Calvary Belmar, and we'll see you later. God bless. Thank you for listening to Calvary Live. Be sure to tell a friend about Grace FM.